Hey, it's Bartender Journey Podcast number 71. I'm Vince, and this is the podcast that talks all about bartending. I'm here in the studio alone by myself. That's a redundant, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm here in the studio by myself. Well, me and the two dogs, actually, were here. And um, we need something to talk about this week. So, uh, you know, I tweeted something interesting this week. I found it very interesting. And uh, actually got quite a few retweets and comments and things. So uh, other people, I guess, found it interesting as well. So um, it, it's on a blog called AmericanMixologist.net. And uh, unfortunately, there's no contact information on this website. So I would have liked to got in contact with this person, whoever he or she is that writes this, and uh, ask them to come on the show or comment on it at least. But uh, as far as I can tell, there's no way to get in touch with this person. So uh, if anybody knows... How to, how to do that, please let me know. Anyway, uh, the article is called The High Cost of Bartender Turnover. And it's, uh, it's about how to, how to keep the bartenders happy, which is a great idea, don't you think? Um, there's six points here, and uh, of course I'll post the link to this article on our website, which is bartenderjourney.weebly.com. Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y. Um, okay, so uh, six, these are the six um, points. Keep staff challenged. I think that's a great idea. Keeping your bartenders um, challenged. You know, you know, if you get stagnant and all you have to work with is the same old ingredients and uh, there's no, there's nothing new, it, it just makes it uh, a boring job. You know, that's what happens, and then that's not what you want. At a, at a bar, you know, a bar is supposed to be a happy place, fun place, and don't you want the bartenders to be happy too? Because they're they're the ones uh, kind of driving the party. So uh, I I think that's a great point. Uh, Solicit feedback is number two. And um, I think that's a great thing for managers to do. You know, as a, as a bartender, you want to feel that your, your opinions and your um, ideas are, have, have value. And um, so that's great. That's a great thing. It says here, bartenders are the resident experts on nearly every subject involving running the beverage operation. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't agree with that more. So, uh, asking their, soliciting their feedback on relevant matters will help create a sense of involvement among the staff while tapping into their cumulative experience and knowledge. Great point. Manage by example is number three. And uh, of course, as a manager, it's yeah, jump on the bar when it's busy, help out, and uh, be part of the team rather than driving the team like a you know like um, one of those um, sled dog masters, you know, cracking the whip. Be part of the team. I think that's a great thing. Number four, help bartenders make more money. Great idea. Great idea. It, uh, it says here, ensuring that bartenders are earning a livable income is clearly in the operation's best interest. The more money that the staff is capable of earning, the less impetus there will be for any one of them to leave. Great point. Great. Provide benefits. <laughs> okay. Um, great idea. Doesn't happen that often uh, here in America, anyway. <laughs> if you listen to my interview with Jörg Meyer, who owns bars in Germany, they're required to. Uh, to um, provide benefits for their employees, and uh, there's no choice. But here in America, uh, it doesn't happen a lot in the restaurant business, uh, at least not at the um, sort of um, 
family-run places or uh, you know one-off kind of places. That, I guess at the chains, it can happen. But uh, but uh, this article here, they're talking about um, it doesn't have to be you know health benefits per se. Um, he talks about um, alternate means of giving benefits like. Uh, like let's see here, um, daycare or transportation reimbursements, pre or post shift meals, dental insurance or health insurance, uh, profit sharing. So uh, yeah, it's all it's all a way of generating goodwill and um, creating stability among your staff. You know, I guess the point of this article is. Changing bartenders involves training. It involves uh, reinduce. It, it involves introducing your regulars to brand new people that they're not necessarily comfortable with. And um, hey, stability is a great thing in a bar, right? Provide support. It's crucial for the staff to know that the management will provide them with immediate support when dealing with the drinking public. In situations where the bartender is forced to refuse further service of alcohol to a patron and makes it easier to exercise that obligation when your bartenders know that they will have the manager's full support and assistance. Great point. You know, there's there's this whole thing about the bartenders are so responsible for um, uh, the, for their guests' health and safety and, uh, you know, it's the bartender's responsibility to cut people off. But you know what? If you have the management's uh, help with that, if you have the management's, um, you know, saying it's not me, it's the manager, makes the whole transaction go a lot easier, easier and smoother. And um, to me, that's management's job, you know, to 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 take control of the situation. And uh, on that point, um, I got an email this week, and um, it ties into exactly what I was just talking about. I'll read it for you. And it comes from, um, it, it was signed anonymous, anonymous one-year-old bar, uh, not one-year-old, an anonymous year-old bartender. So um, here it goes. My moral compass is being tried at work. One of my regulars is very elderly and recently had a liver transplant. So he processes alcohol in a very delayed fashion. He's not supposed to be drinking at all and it can seriously hurt him. He has been ordering drinks, and I can't turn him away as it's a private club, and my manager says this is his decision. Uh, to me, that's the key of this whole thing. His wife is also a regular, and while I'm sure she has to know, he only orders drinks when she uses the restroom or talks to friends, and he downs it like he's hiding it. She has also stated that she does not drink when he is with her since he can't, so denial, Egypt. I already pour light and look busy and delay his refills so I can better gauge his level since he processes his drink so so delayed. How do you feel about this situation? What would you do? If I refuse to serve him, I will get fired, and I've been looking for another bar for months. Signed, anonymous, your old bartender. So, um, yeah, uh, well, first of all, I hope you, uh, he or she, is not looking for another job only because of the situation. That would be that would be really a shame. And um, to me, like I said, the key is the manager told you you can't say no, and you'll get fired if you refuse to serve him. So, uh, to me, you know, let yourself off, off the hook here. You know, this is n- not your issue. It's management's issue. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, like I was saying, on bartenders to be, uh, you know, to take care, make sure nobody um, overly intoxicated, et cetera. But this is uh, a little bit more than that. And uh, I-, I wouldn't beat yourself up over this. You know, management told you what to do. Hey, 
it's it's their choice, you know, and uh, maybe not the right choice. But um, like I said, don't beat yourself up over it. <laughs> I wrote back and said, hey, thanks for getting in touch. This is a great question and definitely a big moral dilemma. If it's okay with you, I will talk on the show about it this week. Actually, I've been in denial myself about the fact that I have nothing planned for the podcast this week. So your email comes at a perfect time. Thanks for getting in touch. Cheers. And uh, he or she wrote back, uh, yeah, that's totally okay. Um, No problem that you use this question in the show. So I don't want to leave the show on sort of a down note. Um, (laughs) You know, it's uh, June here, uh, the beginning of June, and uh, there's fresh fruits coming out and herbs and spices and all kinds of cool stuff to make drinks with. So, uh, you know, I've been um, experimenting a little with um, baby basil. It's so delicious in drinks. It's amazing. And uh, I'm looking for cherries, which I will soak in brandy or bourbon to make some delicious garnishes. And, uh, you know, point is uh, experiment with different fresh ingredients and, um, you know, experiment at at home if you don't have stuff at the bar that you're working at and and come up with some cool ideas and maybe you can bring it in. And uh, like I was saying in the article there, hopefully management will value your opinion and listen to your suggestions. So uh, uh, I guess that's all I got to say this week. Um, Please subscribe on iTunes and leave us some comments and give us some stars on iTunes. That really helps us out, you guys. And uh, we appreciate it. So uh, we'll see you next time. Look for our website, bartenderjourney.weebly.com. Get in touch with me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. And on Twitter at barkeeptips. Cheers. Cheers.